Amen. We welcome you that are watching online. Of course, those that are in the house to our Wednesday midweek service. We've been talking um, on uh, kingdom priorities, and we're going to get into that again today. Uh, the message is really kind of uh, wonderfully lined up. It wasn't intentional by me, but I know it was intentional by God. Um, actually, everything's lining up. You know, the Bible study fellowship in the morning, walking through Genesis, walking through Proverbs, um, our class, the uh, uh, Bible school class, you know, just uh, spiritual authority. It's been a weird day today. And <laughs> also, <laughs> me and my wife been doing some weird stuff today. I walked, I walked in our office. I said, uh, I said sweetheart, uh, do you have a flash drive that I can give you? All right, so, so she was on the phone, so she really didn't get it. I'm cracking up. She's like, why are you laughing? So I came back and told her, I said, I asked you if you had a flash drive that I can give you. So I get the flash drive to give her some information, put the information on to give it back to her. So she took the flash drive out of a drawer, gave me the flash drive. I go put the information on it. I give it back to her. She put it back in the drawer and closed the drawer. But I was giving her the flash drive for the document that she needed to do on the computer. It was just weird. We've just been uh, cracking each other up, just doing some uh, interesting things. All right, so I said that uh, uh, everything has been lining up, the kingdom priorities, definitely. I mean, really to experience uh, you know, what, what the Lord's talking about at the start of the year, supernatural restoration, I mean, you got to prioritize some things, you know. And then I uh, was talking to Karen about this earlier today, but just just watching even as we walk through the Bible, Karen said something. Uh, she said, well, walking through uh, this time, starting in Genesis, walking through, seems different than the first time. She said the first time, it was just, you know, it wouldn't be for everybody. She said, but it was gathering information, you know, like, you know, almost like getting the details to the story. She said, but this time is like we're going deeper in it and there's other things being pulled out. And I said, well, you know, the interesting thing is a lot of things we're doing is really setting us up for that true start that, you know, that revitalization and restoration. But as we talked about this morning, it takes a lot of humility to experience what really God has for you. And you know, you ever, and everybody relates to this, but I'm saying this just for, just for the angle of saying it. So you ever like really try to change something? Like there's things you know you need to change and you kind of like, I'll get to that. But then you know you have to change so you figure if you have to change, what? We change it, right? You would think. But you know how even when you have to change, you know you have to change, you start to do stuff to change, there's always that little little pocket in there where that old default kick in. Now, the tough thing about the old default is you, would, you wish the old default visited like other things in your life. You know, like you look, at, you, you, like it was a moment. But the old default don't want to hang around for a moment. It's staying the night, you know, it's staying for the rest of the week. Then it found out, you know, it's going to take a longer time for the house to get together, so it's going to stay for another few months. You know, before you know it, like, it's been like a couple years, and that default done kick back in again, right? And so you got to be intentional, and, and you have to, we talked about quick recognition this morning, you have to recognize moments, Right? You have to recognize some moments. Like, 
like recognize the, those default moments that's trying to slip in. Because most of the time when you're trying to change stuff, and I'll, I've always shared this when you're trying to change habits, because uh, we talked about fundamentals last week, so, so we're going to open up with fundamentals and we're going to get into what we're going to talk about today. But, but you know, when I was going to uh, this pro tryout and they told me you had to make a certain amount of foul shots in a row, I've definitely told this story before. And so, so my goal was, they said, they said you had the, uh, the best out of 100, right? So I want to make 100. And so I shot with both hands. So, so, I mean, I was more confident in my right hand, even though I, I believe I was born left-handed. But they told me to use my right hand when I was a kid. So I, they said, you, you know you're right-handed, you know, the people I was raised with, even though I was naturally eating with my left hand. So, of course, I'm ambidextrous. I use both hands. So I would shoot right-handed, and then I would shoot left-hand foul shots um, to this day. And so I, I wanted to make at least 50 in a row left-handed and at least as, as close as I can to 100 right-handed. So one day I'm shooting, and what I would do is I would do one shots. So not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I would go, I would come to the line, step to the line, one dribble, rock, one dribble, rock, one dribble, rock, shoot, right? And so I would do this, one. Then I would come back. I would take a step back, step back up, one. But I'm, in my head, I'm adding up the ones. But if I think ones, I'm going to do the same thing every time. If I go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I'm tempted to get overconfident with the rhythm. So I'm doing this. I get to like 55. A guy walks in the gym. I start playing with him. I'm, you know, I go 56. Now I'm not doing my ones. You know, I'm playing with him. 57. 58, you know, but so I got to like 61, but I, I got off of my focus. I got distracted. So now I'm playing off of him. I'm not playing off of the focus on what I was doing. But I noticed something when I was getting up to the 55. I wasn't tempted to miss 55 shots, not even 45 shots, not even 35, not even 20. Might have been like seven not even seven. It might have been four or five times where I'm, I'm, I'm doing my rhythm. I'm doing my rhythm, and when I let it go, it felt funny on my hand. And I'm like, oh, am I going to make that? And, you know, and I follow through, and it, and it goes, and I go, Whew. once I got back there, and I'm back on the roll, back on the roll again. And so it was like maybe a, a couple of times where I, I, I wasn't at peace that this is good. And so this is what happens in our life. You're not tempted all the time. There's moments. There's even moments you're tempted in the flesh. You're not tempted with the flesh 24-7. If, if, if you are, you don't have a job, you broke and you're not married, and your wife left you or your husband left you. Like, there's no way, like, you're tempted, like, 24-7 because you, we live our life. But there are moments. If you can get past the moment, you can pick, up, pick back up the momentum, Okay. And that's how you kind of punk your flesh because it's creeping in saying, is it my turn yet? You're on the rhythm, you're changing stuff, and your old self is like, is it my turn yet? Hey, hey, can I get in? And you're like, no, no, you, you can't play no more. No, 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 I just want to just, well, let me make a suggestion. No, 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 no suggestions. You're not allowed ever to play again, to ever participate in my life again. You're shut down. Because we're mortifying or we're crucifying the flesh, right? Romans 6 from a, a discipleship personality, right? Right? That's coming up next, right? 
I didn't bring that car, but <laughs> remind me to get the books uh, uh, Sunday. All right, so let's let's go into this. Let's go into talking about some things. So uh, uh, I believe it's the end of last week. I believe it's the end of last week. Uh, maybe Friday, because today we were on Proverbs. We was on Proverbs seven, right? So Friday was was we on four on Friday. Thursday or Friday we was on Proverbs four. Let's go to Proverbs four. I thought this stood out. With what we're talking about? We're talking about kingdom priorities. But we kind of ended up talking about uh, some fundamental things and how the fundamentals are important. Y'all remember that from last week? You know, just getting the fundamentals down. You know, just getting the basic of anything. I, I, we were sitting out and um, a little overconfident over there was saying how he would beat me in chess. And, and really, I've never seen him play, to be honest with you but I've seen them live. And based on seeing them live, I'm not even flinching. You know, because he hasn't shown the ability to stay focused. He hasn't shown any discipline and consistency in his habits. So it used to be hard to beat me. You're gonna have to really be locked in. You can't be distracted. You can't be all over the place. See, so right now he's all over the place, so I would, it wouldn't even be a contest. Look, I never played him. See, you, you bragging, no, I'm not. I'm studying. I could tell that about players. Like, I could tell different players. I, you know, I'm like, this is not even going to be a contest here. Um, if you, and I can watch, I watch you before I even play you. There's people here I don't watch. They talk about basketball. I just watch. I watch their discipline. I watch their focus. I watch if they, uh, they're in shape. So when I go out there, I know what I'm doing. I watch their everyday habits. So you, we think it's compartmentalized, but it's not. I used to play basketball, and I can tell how the, how the, the men of God was going to be because I play, oops, well, too late. All right, but actually, I could tell. So if you're cheating on the court, it's not compartmentalized. There's a lack of integrity there. You see what I'm saying? If there's, if there's a level of, of, of fear on a the court, there's this, there's, that fear is not compartmentalized. See, so you, I can tell. I, I just, I've been this way my whole life. I look at how people are, not how they display themselves in particular situations. See, we see, we think it's, 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 it's uh, exchangeable. No, you're the same person. Okay? We good? See, your body don't know the difference when, you're, when your core is disciplined, you are disciplined. When your core is faithful, you are faithful. But you can be surfacely faithful and not at the core. Let a crisis come up. Pressure reveals character, who you are at your core, right? So, it's, 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 so, so what we're trying to do is train our, defense, our default. Well, I'm sorry, I got ahead. Let's go to Proverbs 4. I walk, walk with me here. This, is, this will really help us, right? And, and it, it's, it's, I, I said what I said because it's, it's, it's we have to start looking. This is what I look at. So I, I'm not, I don't give myself a pass because... There's other things that I'm trying to tighten up in discipline. I'm not comparing myself to what nobody else is doing. I know what I need to do, right? I know I'm not in shape. See, I'm not comparing myself to nobody else in shape. I know what I need to do to be in shape. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, so down to the root, right? Yeah, because I have a mirror. And despite popular belief, since I see clearly my mirror doesn't lie. Why do you say it that way? Because if your view is skewed, 
Your mirror is lying to you. Because you're looking at the mirror, but you're not looking at the real mirror. You're looking at a skewed view of the mirror. It's lying to you. All right, so Proverbs 4. <laughs> Get to the scripture, please, please. All right, verse 5. Proverbs 4, verse 5. It says, get wisdom and get understanding, right? Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth, right? It says, forsake her not, and this is wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is, look, look, the principal thing. It's the priority. Therefore, get wisdom with, with, with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, we said the, uh, another version says this, and it might be the Amplified that we read last week. Get understanding of spiritual matters. Get understanding of spiritual matters. Not how does I, I, I bend spiritual matters to fit with my understanding. This is how a lot of people live their life. They start with their understanding their own understanding, even though the scripture says in the previous chapter, lean not to your own understanding, right? They start with their own understanding and they, and they assess spiritual matters from their understanding. When if, it's, if, if our priorities are right, the spiritual understanding is king and we're actually assessing our understanding based on the spiritual. So we can go into a lot of situations and change how we think and what we do. Right? We can go in a lot of situations and be humble. If we go in going, hey, I believe I know what I'm doing here. I know what I'm talking about, but I'm about to go into this spiritual situation and there ain't no telling. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's go, it may teach me something. It's something uh, Karen was saying earlier today, too. She says, you know, as I continue to walk through the Word, she says, I realize some of my defaults, some of my habits, some of my worldviews, things that I didn't really... I would have never, she didn't say it, I'm saying this, this way, things sometimes we would never even bother to even look at because we good with it. Then the, the spiritual understanding comes to be like, oh, enough of you doing that? That's not cool, huh? And instead of like fighting, be like, okay, that's another change I got to make. Does that make sense? All right, so remember we said this, this is how we, when we live our life, sometimes we're so conformed, we play off of, what the world says, you know, uh, what God questions say, what Google says, what's, what's you know, uh, you start a business. In business, you got to do it this way. You know, there's a whole lot of people not doing that way, and they're prospering, right? What's the customized way for you? Are you leaning to the spirit to find that? So we said this. We said uh, business practices take priority over the world. The church will be a large but lifeless organization, Right? not a lively spiritual organism. So a lot of times you have a lot of lifeless organizations, right? Because they're following the world practices, not spiritual practices, right? Their priorities are not God. Their priorities a lot of times is money, right? Or what, they, what their culture has already established. And so what's so dangerous about this is when we're playing off of our own understanding or conforming to the world and the kingdom is not a priority, we're, we're not fortified. So whatever we build, whatever we grow, whatever we establish, it's a weaker foundation if, if, if we didn't play off of the kingdom first. So some things that we may like, may feel good in the moment, 
but we'll, we'll find ourselves constantly, constantly putting out fires and constantly go through highs and lows. How do, how do we walk in God's house with such vibrance on one day and the next day we walk in like, you know, somebody stole everything, um, everything that we could possibly think of? How, how do we go to that high and low? Circumstances? But if we plan off of the kingdom, the circumstances should make a difference because we're counting all joy. If we fall into diverse temptations, knowing this is trying to our faith works patience, that patience have its perfect work that would be perfect and tired, like nothing, right? Like if we're, if we're, 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 we're pressed on every side, right? But we're not distressed because we're playing off of the kingdom. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind, a clear thinking mind. But how do we go to highs and lows? We can only go through highs and lows as if our highs is more of a, a front. And I'm not saying a front where people are trying to be fake. I'm saying it's surfaced. It doesn't have kingdom priorities as at its core. It has kingdom consideration maybe, or how could we say uh, kingdom honorable mentions, or what do I want to say? Uh, uh, kingdom acknowledgement. So some of us just live off a of kingdom acknowledgments. We acknowledge the kingdom. We talk about the kingdom. But at our core, we're not, king, the kingdom is not a priority. So when we're under pressure, see, if the kingdom is our priority, we're fortified. So no matter what comes, you know, where was it, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the faith. Like, bring it. I, I'm going to look funny. Like, if you smack me, I'm going to look like you smack me. That doesn't mean I'm going to live like you smack me, though. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to look like it. You know, if something happened to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a reaction. Like, if you, if you, you know, if you, you run into the car, you know, I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to look like, whoa, you just ran into the car. And then I'm going to respond based on my kingdom priorities. You see what I'm saying? If you steal from me, right? I'm going to have my look. Like, it might even be in the Newark, New Jersey game. Like, did you just take that? Like, guy one time, you know, he came to visit me. I was working in corrections. He came back to visit. He's in, he, he, we, we stayed there when we worked there. So he comes, hey, Mr. Bradley, ain't seen a while, this, that, and the other. So I go to the restroom. And I used to collect quarters. That's how I saved money. I was just, I, I, I would purposely, something cost 15 cents. I would use a dollar just so I have a bunch of quarters, and I would just save quarters. So I had all these quarters saved on, on this huge tray. So I, I only went to the restroom real quick. It wasn't that long. I didn't have to go far. I came back. He was gone, and so was the quarters. So my first reaction was, no, he did not take my, my quarters. And considering the fact you can't go but so far because he's on a campus, Right, so you can't go over so far, and I'm in phenomenal shape back then, so I'm catching you wherever you're at. So I took a step, and then I was like, if he really, really needed it that bad, he could have it. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was like, now this is, this is, this is fresh out the pack series about God, because I was fresh out the pack series about God for real. Like, I was like, I was trying to live for God now, you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, you know, it ain't that serious. Messed up on my check. I looked at my check. I said, these people done lost their mind. I said, but you know what? God going to have to take care of it. And I ended up getting twice as much on the check the next time I got paid. Right? So, so, so again, I'm saying I'm going to look like it for kingdom priorities. 
They betrayed me. I trusted them. They betrayed me, and I had to look like, like, are we serious? Like, in front of all these people, like, we serious what we're talking about here right now. Like, remember the guy that was there for you. But, but are we having this conversation? Are you smoking weed on crack? Going through some trauma? Somebody dropped a frying pan on your head. Something going on right now. All these things I'm thinking, but I have to respond, hey, I might not have what it takes to serve you. Kingdom priorities. Does that make sense? All right, so, so, so again, so I'm talking about these priorities with fortifiers. And, I, and when I was thinking about fortified, I thought about Nehemiah. Remember he, had to, he was building a wall? This is nearby fort, whatever. He's building a wall, and, and, um, but he had to fortify it. And, and, and the purpose of them building a wall, you know, you hear the story, Sam Ballot was trying to punk him. Yeah, man, come off that wall. I ain't coming off the wall, right? Well, the whole purpose of building a wall was because they had destroyed Jerusalem. And now they're re- returning, but they're returning to crap. And when the kingdoms walk by and they see your, your walls down, this, that, and the other, they're going to go, yeah. Yeah, that's Jerusalem over there. It's God's people. Yeah, look at them. Whew. Man, yeah. yeah. Remember when such and such king went in there? Yeah, they ain't never been the same. Now, they're restored, but it don't look like it. So, Nehemiah came in his heart. Oh, no, we need to build our fortress up. We need to fortify things again. Because then when people walk by, it's like, hey, remember that kingdom that they took out? That's them right there. Look, you know, God did those miracles back in the day. Looks like he's still doing his thing. But, does, but does, do people look at us and see us fortified? You know, there's people that invite you to stuff, knowing you're a Christian just to see if you're fortified. Because they're trying to get out of their mess. And they're like, okay, you out. And they're they, they, they hitting you with shots. Man, ain't nobody trying to do all that Christian stuff. You're still going to do it, right? There ain't nobody doing that. They're hanging there. Like on the inside, they're going to hang in there. Don't go for this. Please don't go for this. Because if you fall, then I'm still where I'm at. But if, you, if this is real and it affects your life, I get out too. At least I have someone that's went through it. And I'm going to help you because I'm going to tell them to test you. People test to see if you're fortified. See, so these fundamentals we talked about last week, like, uh, or these priorities are fundamentals. So priorities fortify. When you have solid priorities fortify. All types of stuff, good, bad, indifferent can come at you. But what? You locked in. You locked in. You're locked into your vision. You're locked in your purpose. You're locked into your relationship with God. I go visit uh, some people I'm close to. Uh, it was kind of a tragic type situation. So we all show up, walk in. Young man's a Christian. I'm a Christian. Hey, 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 man. Hey, hey, hey. You want a drink? So he had all types of champagne and wine. It was New Year's at the time. And I'm sorry if you see this, but it's the truth. Uh, so I was like, I said, no, I don't drink. I'm a Christian. Well, I'm a Christian. I drink. You drink. I don't drink. I still didn't drink. Then somebody else chimed in. Man, one little drink ain't going to hurt nobody. All right? I don't know if it's going to hurt people or not, and I'm not going to find out because I don't drink. Just so happened it was somebody watching us, me and my wife, um, and we also wasn't eating because it was our fast week. Right? So we're in another city, and, but we didn't change what we was doing because we went to another city. We didn't drink anyway, but we wasn't eating. And the guy looked, he says, you guys don't eat? Why not? Well, we're on a fast at our church. 
Christians fast? He was a Muslim. He said, I just thought we fast. I didn't think y'all fasted. I said, yeah, we fast. It's all in the Bible. Like, and he was just looking at me the whole day. Like, something different about them. You know what was different? We was fortified. Circumstance wasn't going to change no matter how relaxed it was, no matter how tragic it was. We was locked in to what we was locked into. And, 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 and I was thinking about this because we were talking about chess the other day. I don't know if it was at Bible study fellows. I don't know where we was at. We was over there for something, right? Was it Bible study fellows? What was he doing? Oh, we were talking the other day after that. But it was one time when Nosey was in it. Was, oh, he was at the graduation. Yeah. I just going to see if you, I was seeing if you was fortified, if you was going to take that, handle it, and keep on rolling. Just testing you, that's all. See, you, you didn't pass the test. That's how I know I can beat you in chess, because I'll make a move, and then you'll respond. When you should stay on your path, stay with what your plan is. Don't move just because I move. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to say nothing. You could be like, I mean, I'm not nosy. You can't be talking about me, right? Checkmate, that's what she said, right? All right, so we were talking about chess because uh, who was playing? You was playing chess? Somebody was playing a chess game. That was you? Yeah, so she's playing a chess game. We was talking about chess. So we started talking about the different uh, fundamentals and different strategies, right? And so I have a base. So, so I ain't played chess. But unless this person has been playing and they thorough, I'm probably not worried because I, I, I have a base. My base fortifies me. So, so no matter what game I play, who I'm playing against, my fundamentals that's going to fortify me keeps me protected while I'm feeling out, while I'm getting used to what I'm trying to do. You see what I'm saying? So no matter what, I'm, I'm fortified. Like I'm not even worried while I'm trying to feel out that person's strategy. I'm covered. Right? Because I have a, I set up my fortified base, right? Right? So she thinks I'm giving her all my, my secrets here. Right? And so once I learned that, I can play anybody. Because now I get the chance to check you out. But when I was younger, you move, I'm moving. Then when you move, you make a move, I'm so busy worried about you. Well, my back door was uncovered. Because I wasn't fortified. How are we moving and leaving the back door open? <laughs> all, right, so, all right, so we have to fortify ourselves, right? You know, we have to do first things first. Uh, Psalm 119, 28, uh, International Standard Version says, I weep because of sorrow. So he says, I'm in a sorrow position, the psalmist says. He says, Fortify me according in harmony to your word. Like, like, like lock me back into that word, right? Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, I gave you Psalm 119.28, right? I'm going a little fast here because I spent so much time in the, in the prelude. Uh, but Proverbs 18.10-11, so you can write that scripture down. Um, look, the name of the Lord, Right? is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Are we running to the Lord to fortify ourselves? See, kingdom priority says, hey, before I go out and make moves, before I react to the things that's happening, let me make sure I'm fortified. 
Are we saying I'll get to the fortifying <laughs> and I'm out here reacting to all types of stuff? I'm leaving my back door open, ain't I? Right? I mean, see, see, kingdom priorities, what that's saying is God is now my default. When I fortify myself and I have kingdom priorities, God is my default. So circumstances don't make a difference. They squeeze me back into God. And I learned something years ago. You know, me and Pastor Mel, we've been transparent. We're about to have a relationship boot camp in April. And as we've grown in our relationship, we was telling the, uh, we had a, 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 a photo shoot with a guy. And we was telling him, he asked how long he's been married, going on 30 years. Well, we, we've grown through a lot. And so as we've grown, I think we found ourselves reacting to one another at certain stages of our relationship, you know, or saving face or trying to prove ourselves or what do you call it, one-ups. Uh, oh, what? What? Yeah, well, what about this? Like, wait, I didn't even hear what you said. You know, I'm just trying to save my face by money and hers. <laughs> I didn't even hear. Like, you know, we do that, right? Some of y'all just did that this week. You should know what I'm talking about. We should get some amens. Come on, let's go. All right, so, what, what, so, so, but as I started to grow as an individual, I said, okay, I can't keep uh, reacting. I said, the adversary is playing us like a piano. You know, right? All right, so, so I said, what I'm going to do is anytime there's a tension or anytime things are off, I'm going to the study. I'm going in the in the, in, in, to hang out with God because I figured something out. I said, if every time the adversary attacked me, I go to God, do you think he's going to be all excited about coming at Keith? He's like, he wasn't even thinking about God. He wouldn't even have got that revelation. I got to figure something out because every time I come at him, he getting God's faith. Then this dude going to spend five hours praying. Are we serious right now? I mean, he, I mean, he just prayed this morning and stuff like that. We attack him. I guarantee you, you probably start talking to demons. Why do you keep bothering him? Every time you bother him, he goes into the presence of God and he starts shaking stuff up here. All right, we, listen, let's, let's wait for some weak moment or something, but we, we just can't be just coming at him every day like that. He's getting more and more fortified. But I can guarantee you, if he come at you, and as soon as he come at you, you go into fear, you go into panic, you go into flesh, why would he stop attacking you? It's working. That's what we used to do. We used to press people in basketball. If they keep scoring, be like, man, hey, hey, pull the press off. Leave them alone because it seems like every time we press them, they find an opening. But if we press them, they keep throwing the ball away, what do you think we're going to do? We're going to keep pressing them. If he can press you, get you off, of, you ain't, if you're not fortified, what do you think he's going to do? He's just going to keep pressing you. You say, well, why the devil leave me alone? God said, why don't you fortify yourself? He'll leave you alone, trust me. All right, so, so God should be our default. Now, now, the goal is for God to be our default, not money, compliance, family, familiar, investments, um, Remember, we were talking about the money point of view. We said these are all the things that says it's okay not to have kingdom priorities or not to be fortified. Your 
God should be our, at least our default. Now, God is our default. We seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things to be added to us. Families taken care of, our, our riches are taken care of, jobs, all that stuff is taken care of. So we're not saying, the scriptures tell you to hate your mother and father for Christ. It ain't saying hate like I can't stand you. It's talking about in comparison to your love and the kingdom as a priority, it's like you when you look at how much you love the kingdom, it may look like you hate all these other things. Does that make sense? But it says you receive what? A hundredfold for his sake, right? Right? Okay, all right. Let's just make sure we're all on the same page. Right? And so let's look here at Acts 13. Again, we're talking about kingdom priorities, and I think... If we prioritize the kingdom, we'll find everything else starts to fall in place, right? And so sometimes things are not falling in place because we're not prioritizing the kingdom. You know, you have these athletes and they're trying to, to uh, 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 win in sports. And so we're in an overconfident culture, if y'all haven't recognized that. You know, you may think it's cute, but I ain't never seen so many sporting events where the game just started, the guy made one shot. Yeah, what, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, what? You can't check me. The score is 2-0. We got four, we got four quarters left. We're possibly going to get to 100 points. You scored two. You can miss every shot for the rest of this game. You know that. It's possible, right? But this is the culture where everything is, what, what, what? Pros, yeah! Like, what are we, what are, you didn't win nothing. And the thing is, what you don't understand is, when you get like that, you overcome. The Bible says, let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. Proverbs 27.2. When you get overconfident like that, you're opening the back, you're leaving the back door open and you don't realize it because you're not fortified, right? You're speaking too soon. I just watched a team that I liked the other week. He's up by 25. No, hold on. Yeah, yeah all types of handshakes and stuff like that. Up by 25, they lost the game. Come back the next night, you're supposed to learn, right? Now I'm going to fortify myself. They're up another 20-something the next day, blowing the team out, hitting stuff from everywhere. Get overconfident. They lost that game by two points. Now, they lost by two. During the course of the game, they had a player, it's young, coming up, uh, he's playing very, uh, listen, he's making some moves, you know, goes to the goal, throws a pass this way, goes up for a dunk, turns to the side this way. Like, you know, he's young. He's, he's like, uh, this might be a second year. I mean, he's on my team. I like him. He's balling. It's just one problem. And I noticed this through the whole game. Every time he got fouled, you get a free foul shot. It's free. Nobody's defending you. Right? You get to go take a shot with no defense. It's free. He missed nine of them. They lost the game by how much? Two. And it probably didn't seem significant because I made the move, right? You see that move? 
and one. No, it's only and one if you make the one. And one means in addition to the two points, and or plus one. The plus one only, see, you have the opportunity for the plus one. You think I'm talking about basketball, don't you? See, you have the opportunity for the blessing. But you still got to make the shot. You got to part. It's free, but you got to do something. But if you're not disciplined, the easiest thing can be difficult. He made the difficult shot, missed the easy shot. But when you're fortified, you know, five shots, I just told you what it is. It's the same thing. One, it's, hey, toe, knee, elbow, reaching the net. Same thing over and over and over. And you do it as a default if you're fortified. If you're not, you're playing around. Oh, these are just foul shots. Oh, it's, it's just hanging out just for the day. Oh, it doesn't make a difference what spirit is on them. I picked that spirit up. Ah, I'm anointed. Fortify. Make sense? Acts 13, 39. It says, it says, and by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. All right, I just want to read this out of the Amplified. It says, and through him, everyone who believes, that will be everyone who what? Believes, who acknowledges Jesus Christ as his Savior. Look, this is the key. And devotes himself to him. So it's not just acknowledging, it's not just acknowledging as I use the example that I have the free shot. I have to do something to make the shot, right? It says, and acknowledge, it says, acknowledges Jesus Christ as a savior. So, and that, I'm gonna start again, and that, that through him, everyone who believes, so believing is key, right? Who acknowledges Jesus Christ as his savior, right? I believe and I acknowledge him, right? It says, and devotes himself to him. Makes him a priority. Everyone that devotes, devote is pretty deep, ain't it? Makes him as a priority is absolved or cleared and freed from every charge from which he could not be justified or freed by the law of Moses and given right standing with God. So we think we're going to automatically get the free thing, and we don't have to do nothing. Yes, we do. We have to make the kingdom our priority. We have to devote ourselves, right? We have to devote ourselves. You know, I was thinking about uh, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus, and he was asking, like, what do I need to do to have this access that I hear you're talking about? He says, cool. Now, he wasn't talking to everybody. He was talking to the rich young ruler. Because the rich young ruler had a lot of stuff, and, and he was married to his stuff. He said, okay, just sell everything you have. He says, now, now he was trying to set him up. You know, one, one man of God said he believes the rich young ruler was supposed to be a disciple. Right? He was telling him to sell all he had, but he was like, whoa, 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 what? No, I can't do that. And see, what he was saying was sell all your status and your rep. Follow after me without a rep and watch what I give you. Fortify yourself. This stuff, 
is going to make you too unstable to stay locked in to follow me. You're going to always be tempted. So, so, so let's look here at Matthew, because we're talking about fortifying ourselves. We're talking about kingdom priorities, and kingdom priorities is what fortify us. And, and if we're fortified, we're in position to receive some things, right? Because you have need of patience after you what? Done the will of God, you might receive what? But you have to, you, after you've done the will, after you've locked in and done the will, completed the process of anchoring yourself. So Matthew 22, verse 37. Matthew 22, 37, familiar scripture around here. Matthew 22, 37. Give those people on the couch time to get to the scripture. All right, you should be there on your phones now. All right, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, look, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Another version says with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Now, this is not saying spirit, soul, and body. You know, sometimes people don't even read, right? And not because they're evil, but this is so, yeah, we, we should love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, you know, with all our body. That's not what it said. It says with all their heart, soul, and mind. And another version says, if you want to triangulate it with all your heart, soul, and might, what it's saying is, as you start, when you offer your heart, you got to go deep enough into your soul and deep enough with all your might. So, so, so again, you have to fortify yourself in loving God. You can't be moved. It can't be just a consideration sometimes. You have to really fortify yourself. He says, this is the first and great commandment, right? And so, so uh, uh, Venetia says something earlier today. Uh, she says, it's just like counting the cost, right? <laughs> right? But then she says something else. She says, I get it. She says, I, was, I thought I was counting the cost because she was considering everything, not the only thing. Love the Lord that God. She says, I thought I was counting the cost, but I was counting the fears. Right? She thought she was counting the cost, but she was counting the fears, right? That was today, right? You said that today, right? I have it here. Venetia's name was right next to it, right? <laughs> All right. So when, I, when, when she was saying it, it, it hit me. Uh, uh, I put this note down. The Holy Spirit was saying the cost is what it actually takes. When you're counting the cost, that's what it actually takes. That's the reality of what it takes. Fears is the false evidence of the consideration that clouds us from the true reality. So the cost is what it actually takes. That's what it actually takes for us to get the things that God wants us to have, right? That's kingdom priorities all day. That's when we're fortified. The fears is the false evidence of considerations that cloud us from the true reality. Now, we know uh, fear, false evidence, being real. But that fear is, is it's not what it, it's what we feel that it takes, what we say that it takes, what we think that it takes. Well, we really haven't even investigated if that's what it really takes. But we'll go, you know, you ever like uh, get sick and diagnose yourself without having any diagnosis? It's probably the flu. Yeah, yeah. So somebody asked you, how you doing? I think I, I had the flu. Yeah, I got the flu. No diagnosis at all. You, you, how did you come up with the diagnosis? I feel like I got the flu. I don't know how the flu feels, but I feel like I got the flu, right? 
Now, uh, uh, Gerard said something. We could use Gerard. Gerard would invite Gerard into the, in, into the message. Gerard said, well, you could have had it before. But how many times you thought you had the flu and you didn't have it? But it was something else. You know? Z, raise your hand. So, so you ever feel like you deserved a promotion and you didn't get it? <laughs> you said right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that right now, brother. I'm glad you brought that up. I'll talk to my boss tomorrow, right? But, but you know how you, you, you I mean, okay, l- let me say it this way, because sometimes you feel like you, you deserve a promotion, and you do, right? But you ever felt like you deserve a promotion, went in the meeting expecting to get a promotion, opened your mouth and realized, oh, I didn't consider all these things? That ever happened? Like, you, you there's some blind spots that you didn't consider? Like, you were hearing stuff of why you didn't get the promotion, you knew it was true. You might even got defensive, but you knew it was true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you like, you ran out of excuses. And then you just had to go, man, how could I not see that? See, because I felt like I was handling business. Right? Somebody else get to get, a, get something, you'd be like, ho, 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 hold on, hold on, tax. You promote now? That's my position. Based on what? What nobody realizes is the person that promoted the person needs the best person for the job. <laughs> like they don't benefit by hiring somebody that don't know what they're doing. They're going to lose. God doesn't benefit by promoting somebody that he can't use. That's why it's not based on how we feel, right? So we got to fortify ourselves, right? We got to really count the true reality or count what it actually takes. And so, uh, uh, let me see, do I want to? Ms. Lamar always referenced this, so, so let's, let's just, let's look at it. For the sake of time, I'm going to read that and amplify. Isaiah 28, 7 through 13. And so around here, we're a church with what layered learning, right? You've got all these different layers to learn. And as much as we may think it's not intentional, it is because it is impossible to give everybody what they need in just coming to church on Sunday. Whereas it's impossible to train everybody that needs to be trained. We would have to, like, we would just have to be sitting all day constantly going, okay, no, that's not what I meant. I meant this. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. So you got to put people in so many different various situations where they can discover who they are. And then you watch how they adapt to the various processes. So everything we do, we watch, whether it's singing, whether it's ushering, uh, production, had a production meeting with Marcus today. Like whatever, we, we, you watch how people flow. You watch their consistency even when no one's watching because why? You want to see who's fortified because those are the people that you can use, you know, as you go to the next level. You watch how people handle criticism. You know, because if, you, if, you're, if you're at top level of, of leadership, nobody got time to keep, like, because the person's insecure. Like, not at this level. Hey, we need to recognize what we did wrong, right? Embrace it and change it. Like, we ain't got no time for, no, 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 that's not what we're saying. No, 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 that's not what we're saying. No, 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 what we're trying to say. No, nobody got time for that, right? So you got to watch the levels before you get there, right? So you don't have to crush somebody once you, you, you put them in that position. Does that make sense? Right? Everything's intentional. So layers, uh, we have layers here, 
And you hear Minister Lamar say this a lot, line upon line, precept upon precept. Those are the details. But that's saying, that's saying thing, everything connects and it's detailed and intentional how it connects. Uh, I'm going to do it in the school, but I taught in our ministry school uh, in Ohio on the Jewish holy days. What the, the, my summarization of the class, what I wanted, I was taking everybody down a path, right? And where I wanted them to go was to understand this, this, this big point. God is intentional. When you study out the Jewish holy days and the specifics of them, it's amazing how everything in the Bible plays out in harmony with the Jew Jewish holy days. That's where we get holidays from. It's really holy days. They just took out the Y and put an I there. Why? Maybe because they didn't want nobody to be holy. All right. But, but it's, it's, it's originally holy days. And you'll see Jesus uh, dying, uh, dying on the Passover. He's the Passover lamb. Raised on the, raised on the, on the feast of first fruits. And he's the first fruit? Do you think there was a conversation with Pilate? Hey, y'all need to crucify him on this day, bro, so we can line up with the holy days. No, but God is intentional. Maybe God declares the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46.10. The details are declared, but we have to stay in step with what God has designed. Hey, we can come in here and have a blueprint for a whole nother church. Out right over here. Or the rest of the property is over here. Whole blueprint. Laid out. Declared from the beginning. But if the contractors and everybody does things over here, it doesn't make a difference what's lined out. Everybody has to be in agreement to do what they do. Man, you see these streets and stuff they put together? Lives are at stake. When they put that bridge together, you go up to 40 and see all the high, the, 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 it's amazing because you always say, how did they put a bridge in space? You know what I'm saying? It was just empty space and they connected a bridge. Or how did they put, build, build a bridge over water? Like I'm, I've been watching this. But everybody, it's already been declared. It's already been specked out. It's already been measured out to specifics. And they got to do it to specifics because otherwise 40,000 people can drive over and it can collapse. See, nobody thinks about this. Do you think these contractors are wiser than God? God builds something that can't cave in if we do it to his specifics. If we make the kingdom our priority, do you understand you are unstoppable? Anything outside of the kingdom, God is not responsible for. All right, so with that in mind, let's just read this since Ms. Lamar quotes this a lot. I'm going to read out the Amplified, uh, Isaiah uh, 28, 7 through 13. Did I tell you the scriptures? The scriptures. It says, but even these reel from wine and staggering strong drink. Um, you know, earlier was talking about people just uh, impairing their vision through drinking and not being able to process. It says, the priest and the prophet reel from strong drink. It says, they are, com they are confused from wine. They stagger and are gone astray through strong drink. It says they err in vision. They stumble when pronouncing judgment, when they have to properly assess something. It says for all the tables are full of filthy vomit so that there is no place that is clean. Basically, you know, they're just throwing up all over themselves. It says just like when we are, are, are off and we take on the wrong things, we're just throwing up words all over ourselves. 
We're not saying, uh, we talked about being snared by the words of your mouth in Proverbs 6 yesterday. We're not saying things that we want to be held captive by. We're saying things that are causing our, our, our demise. We're magnifying the circumstance, not magnifying God's word. So we're vomiting all over ourselves, right? It says, uh, to whom will, it's, I'm sorry. It says, to whom will he teach knowledge? Ask the drunkard. It says, and whom will he make to understand the message? Those who are babies? This is a rhetorical question. Just weaned from the milk, taken from the breast? He says, we're going to get the little, the undeveloped? That's what we're going to get the message through? Right? Because, you see, if, if we're not doing our part and making kingdom a priority, who does the message come through? Who's coming? Right? It says, is that what he thinks we are? It says, for it is his prophets repeating over and over, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, rule upon rule, rule upon rule, here a little, there a little. It says, no, but the Lord will teach the rebels in a more humiliating way. So what it's saying is when he's communicating to the prophets and they're rolling right, it's, it all connects and it's repeated. But it's received as the more, like, like, like uh, uh, Karen was saying, as you go, back, go back to the Bible, going back to Genesis, Genesis being repeated, but it's not looking at as, as uh, oh, I read Genesis. It's like, whoa, I didn't see that before. And every time you pass by the word, you see something you haven't seen before, right? But when you're locked in and the kingdom is a priority, those are the lenses you look through. But it was saying here, it says here, it says, no, but the Lord will teach the rebels in a more humiliating way. By men with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, said, uh, says Isaiah, and teach them his lessons. To these complaining Jews, the Lord has said, this is the true rest, uh, the way of true comfort and happiness that you, will, uh, that you shall give to the weary. And this is the true refreshing, yet they would not listen to his teaching. Therefore, the word of the Lord will be to them merely uh, monotonous repeatings of precept upon precept, precept upon precept, rule upon rule, rule upon rule, here a little there a little, that they may go and fall backwards, be broken and snared and taken. Now, look at what he just said. He said, there are some that God is saying, go share my message. We're going to say for this, for kingdom priorities. But they're like, man, that, that, that ain't important. That ain't even all that. That ain't even serious. He says, okay, so, so the people that's taking it serious, it's just going to build upon building upon building upon building on revelation. He's saying these, these people that are rebellion, they're going to be looking at the same word, but it's going to be, when it says uh, monotonous, it's going to be like, again, I, I know that I heard that already. Man, this is boring. It seemed like the same thing. Remember what Trina said in the early years, she came in and we taught on faith for a long time that year. You're starting a church, right? So it was intentional. And she says, but at one point she was like, man, faith again? At that stage, well, she says at the stage she's at now, she just said this last week, right? She says, I get it. <laughs> like, I get it now, right? Now, the thing is about me and Pastor Mel, we had to be anchored. We had to be fortified, and we had to be consistent regardless of the different levels of maturity, responsiveness, and what everybody else is playing off of because God requires us to do that. And he's saying those type of people he can get the word through. Can he get it through us? Are we going to change with the wind, every wind of doctrine? Are we going to be on it in when we're at church, off it when we're out of church? 
right in, in the, uh, the class, Mr. Lamar is teaching on Sunday, uh, D.L. Moody said, man, I ain't go a day without talking to somebody about Christ. He said he would go, he would be ready to go to bed and, and realize he ain't talking to nobody. He'd call somebody up. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to sleep without talking to somebody because the kingdom is my priority. See, see, are we, is the kingdom really our priority? Because we start to, again, we take on things of the world and we go, okay, all right, so Pastor Mel, you bring in your word, I got it. Now, now go ahead, keep talking, I just want to see how this lines up with what I've already established that I want to be a part of in the world. And then I'll ask her questions based on the world as a priority, not as the kingdom as a priority. Because, see, my questions will be different. We talked about that this morning, right? My questions is more, how can I get deeper into the kingdom? We'll talk about getting deeper on Sunday. Not, how can I justify what I'm doing that may not line up with the kingdom, right? You see the difference? See, our priority should be to feed the will and not the weak, right? Watch and pray. What? You're in the temptation. Why? Why? Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Our priority is to feed the willing, not the weak. Why do we feed the flesh and then wonder why things are crazy? We're feeding the weakest part of our life, and then we, we call ourselves disciplined? Like, you're not going to be disciplined, not because you're evil, because you're feeding the weak. Like, it's, it's just a simple priority. You feed the weak. And I, and I don't care. You may, once again, we're not compartmentalizing this. You may have a level of focus on one thing, but a disciplined person is disciplined. Listen, if, if, if you tar black, you tar black everywhere you go. You don't get light skin in certain situations. You know what I'm saying? Like you do. Like you the same, the same black person. In a, if, you light, if you light bright, almost white, you that way everywhere you go. Like you don't get the chance to change your skin. Well, I guess, you know, you could do... I won't say the celebrity, but you can do what some people do. You all right? Right? You could, you, it's a message coming up called artificial intelligence. We're going to talk about all that, changing everything, right? So, so <laughs> where do these messages come from? They, they're trusted. These are true messages. You know, I'll be studying them out when I have uh, time in between messages. All right, so our priority should be what? To walk in the spirit, we should not feel the lust of the flesh. That's our priority. I'm walking in the spirit so I won't feel the lust of the flesh. Now I'm walking in the flesh and I'm like, man, why do you keep bringing this spiritual stuff to me, right? See, my priority is I walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, right? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith has to be my priority because now I'm looking through the lenses and I consider God. The Master Life said this, when our priorities are in order, we're mastering our life of prayer. So I'm praying without ceasing, right? Luke 18. Because I'm always trying to be connected to the kingdom. When, when my priorities in line, I'm mastering the habit of sin. So I may slip, but I'm not slipping because I say nobody's perfect. That's not a person that's going to slip. That's the person that's going to end up jumping in the sin because they're playing off of the sin. They're not playing off of righteousness. You, you see what I'm saying? But their priorities are, when your priorities are off, instead of you playing off of, 
Listen, I'm trying to work. Listen. Matter of fact, that the first, first John 9 says, those that are sons of God does not commit sin. Let's go there. First John 3. First John 3, just in case y'all think I'm making stuff up. Hey, I got a scripture for you that tells you you shouldn't be, women shouldn't be dressed like men and men shouldn't be dressed like women. In the Bible. How come Ms. Lamar have certain like, like signifiers that's different? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I know that one. Amen, brother. Tell them, preach, get them. That's, that's that get them signifying, right? All right, so first, first John 3, 9, it says, whosoever is born of God, so that's what? I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, right? I'm born again, right? So whosoever is born of God, look, those doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. That's impossible. Everybody got to sin. That's not what the Scripture says. Now, if you go study it out and you break it down in the Greek... It says, not, does not habitually sin. Now, one might say, well, I don't habitually sin. Well, ho, 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 ho. What is your dominant habit? What is your default? Is your default the kingdom, spirituality? Or, or you're only doing spirituality when you come to church? Then that means your default is sin. So how do you call yourself a child of God? See, I say these things and I say them in a certain way and I know you got different people. Here we go. No, 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 no. Who, somebody got to say it. Somebody got to deliver it. Because if you don't deliver it, you, you, you can't require it. If God doesn't give you his truth, he can't require truth from you. If he doesn't give you his standard of kingdom priorities, he can't re- require you to have the kingdom as a priority. And how should they hear without a preacher? How should they preach except they be sent? Romans 10. You see what I'm saying? So, so our habit, our default, okay, so see, there we go. You know, I just don't know if that's possible. Are you striving for it at least? Because right now, I don't know, nobody in this room is trained to crash. Hey, nobody's perfect. We're going to crash sometimes. I don't, I don't hear a whole lot of conversations about that. We're going to get in my car. Well, you know there's a chance I'm going to have a crash today. Nobody's doing that. But if you have an accident, there's a crash. But how many crashes do people have in their lifetime? Like how many, like legit, your fault crashes do people have in their lifetime? After driving daily for hours and hours and hours, do you know the opportunities you have for crashes? And don't crash. Do you know there's people that's never had an accident in their life? Oh, but that's possible. But we got it. We, 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 <laughs> we can say it. This is saying the same thing. I'm living righteous. If I sin, it was an accident. <laughs> right? It definitely was an accident. But after you had an accident, oh, man, I'm stuck now. I done had like 17 accidents this week. After I had that first one, it was kind of hard like to stop, man. I was just stuck, man. I just kept running into stuff, you know. 
<laughs> you know, got out the, hey, I got out and, and I backed up into the house. I, I know I should have went forward, but I just, you know, I'm just so used to accidents. And now I'm being facetious, but that's how we talk. But guess what? I know some people that have 100% most of their entire life hid any flaws. Ain't nobody ever going to see what's wrong with them. Or, or hey, hey, how about the people that got their business? You know, the business nobody get, you're not getting paid for. Uh, no, nah, I don't tell nobody my business. But I, I know, if you're watching, I want you to see this. I know somebody that's been doing that their entire life. I was about to say your age, see, but I ain't going to bust you out like that, right? But we can master that, though, right? We can master hiding, but we can't master putting our light on, on, on the bushes. We've already used it in the principle. Why don't we use it for the kingdom? Where do you think that pride come from? You know, we did, like, you know some people that are consistently defensive? Like, people don't get one. Like, I was picking with the young fellow because I said something and he responded back right away. Do you know there are adults that every single time they got a response? They don't master that. So we can't master the kingdom. Let's take that energy. And plug it into the kingdom. I, want, I just want you to see how we using these principles, we just use them to our demise. When I was talking to that young man the other week, I said, listen, that young man right there is smart. Extremely smart. So what I told him is I said, you know you can use your smarts to, to build and to grow. And to be a part of the team. Not causing trouble. And, and, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to keep telling him that. And the reason I'm going to keep telling him that because eventually he's going to get it. Because he's going to do great things. How do I, how do you know? Because I've seen that before. And I communicated that before. And I've seen, see, a person doesn't just, doesn't just need to keep hearing the amplified negative. Stating the obvious. They need life poured into them. They need correction. And the correction is driving out the death, and then you pour life in. Just like we don't fast just to fast. We, we punk the flesh, starve the flesh to feed the spirit, right? The correction starves that flesh. The words of life feeds the spirit. You see that? Right? Right? So, so, so that's, that's, what the, that's the thing. Like, we, we can do this. We just need to shift our energy. Because the scripture says this. It says, if we are dead to sin, how shall we live any longer therein? I didn't say that. Romans 6.2 said that. And that's after he said, shall I sin so grace shall abound? He said, God forbid. No. Don't you know those that sin are servants to that which they yielded to? No. That was, was Romans 6.1. Right? He said it. He said, look, Galatians 4. My wife was talking about this for something the other day. Galatians 4 says this. It says, why would you, I done freed you. Why would you go back to the weak and beggarty elements where you desire again to be in bondage? When I done set you free. Like, like I can see. I can see God, like, y'all, y'all pick with me about my faces. I know I'm a character. I got faces. You know, I got all, you know, I, you know I, I, I never see them, 
but I, I see the reactions to them, so I know they're probably special, okay? Y'all face is special too. I'm just up, here, up on stage, all right? Why y'all looking at me like, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Well, I can imagine God's faces. Because my faces are probably more like saying, seriously? Are we serious right now? But I can see God going, really? Are we serious? You free. Why are you acting like the caged birds? Man, you got wings, fly. You don't have to be bound no more. You don't have to be sick no more. <laughs> By anything whom the sun sets free is free indeed. No more bondage, just glorious liberty. I'm sorry, I just no more bondage. Keep more. All right, so, so, so I was just thinking through this. Uh, even in Master Life, we learned this. A disciple has his character, values, and mission changed by Christ. So, so if I'm a disciple, I have, I have my character, my values, and my mission changed by Christ. So my character's not changed. My, that's what fortifies me, right? My values have not changed. I'm still playing off of the old values. My mission has not changed. Am I really a disciple? See, 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 if, I'm, if, I'm still, if I can still live a compartmentalized life. But let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. We'll, we'll end here. We'll, we'll, we'll get off the, the ride right here. But let me ask you this. When we were out there in the world, were we tempted to be righteous? What was it a compartmental life then? How come when we come to the kingdom, it has to be with the old life? But when we was in the old life, it didn't have to be with the kingdom life. Like we weren't holding prayer meeting at the club. Like we weren't hiding Jesus. We weren't living for Jesus. So when we said we were coming to the kingdom, what did that really mean to us? You change your phone carrier. You still using the other carrier too? You change your phone carrier because you're mad, right? They charge you too much, right? You cut them off and you start using the other character, the other phone carrier all the time. You're not going back and forth to Sprint and Verizon or whatever. I don't use neither one of them, but you know what I'm saying? You, you, you know what I'm saying? You're done with them. We was with one bank. We wanted to get out of that bank. When we got this, this building, we went with this, the bank. We've been with them ever since. We're not, we don't have the, a, an account now at the bank. We're done. So why are we dragging along all, all these old situations? Not like, is it that you don't trust the kingdom or you trying to still save face? They really didn't play me? If, it, if I end up with them in the future, they really don't like somebody more than me if I end up with a future. It's not that they don't love me, they just can't see right now. Let, let me help you out something, because I, I, I've been this guy. Okay. You know what I realized? They didn't love me. In some cases, they couldn't stand me. And they definitely played my behind. 
And guess what? I'm good with it. And, I, and she will tell you this. I was good with it before I met her. I had to come to grips with, they didn't know me. And they weren't designed for me. So they'll never be. Look, the way they treated me is the way they will always treat me. Because when I'm around them, I'm trash. When I'm around her, I'm treasure. The right person will bring out the treasure in you. The wrong person will bring out the trash. And we keep running to the trash, wonder why people running from us because we stink. You see what I'm saying? Like, get up, make the kingdom our priorities. Start smelling like roses. Right? Start embracing reality. Get our strength back, our vitality back. You know, I want to. You remember the, the time we had want to? We could do anything. Now it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel like that right. I know I said I was going to do it, but maybe next week. Ah, this is next week. I'm just so tired. Tired from what? Our mind is wearing us out. We ain't even doing nothing. Kingdom, he'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. Kingdom is my default. That's where my peace is. All right, that's all. Any thoughts, insights, revelations, stretching challenges? What it make you think about? 